Hi guys, um, my name is Mallory Premba, and today my special guest and I will be talking about foster care and um, her experience along foster care and just kind of some background information. Um, so I'm going to let my guest introduce herself. Hi, my name is Jill Perimba, and I am a teacher in special education, grades three, four, and five. And how long have you been a teacher in special education? Uh, over 15 years. Great. Um, and so what is your experience with foster children in your grades? Well, we have grades three, four, and five. Um, so we do get foster children in and out of our program. Generally, uh, they don't stay very long. They're usually in a foster family that's within our district. And at some point, uh, they're usually put back with um, a family member. So the goal is to reunite them. And if it's not with their mom and dad, it could be with a grandparent or an uncle. So if someone in their family is willing to take them back and wants to raise them, then they'll leave their foster family and go back to someone in their biological family. Have you ever had experiences with children who are in a um, unfit and unsafe foster family? You know, no. We The families that have taken in the kids around us have been, as far as I could tell, really good foster families. Great. Um, I haven't really touched base on this much um, about the issues of DCFS because usually when you sense um, anything with the student school, the teachers usually contact DCFS, which they would go into the house and do an investigation. Um, do you have any experiences mm -hmm. with this? Yeah, so every teacher, anyone in the building is a mandated reporter. So if you see something that you think is abuse, you have to report it. So you usually start with, you could tell, you know, the principal or the social worker, usually they work together. And then you have to sit with that whoever witnessed what was happening. So for example, um, we had a child who, this just happened a few months ago, was coming to school <clears throat> smelling really heavily of marijuana on his clothes, his backpack, and just smelled throughout the whole class every day. So we made a call to DCFS, me, the social worker, and then the, the assistant principal, and they kind of ask you um, just basic questions, the time, when it happened, have you not been noticing a lot, and does the child seem like they're taking in the drugs, or did they just smell like that? So in that instance, since marijuana is legal now, there's really nothing they can do. Um, they did go to the house, but they tell the caregiver that they're coming. So yeah, there, it's it's there's as far as I've seen, there's been no surprise visits. And once they tell them they're coming, they, they know prepare. they're coming, they can clean the house, they can wash all the clothes. Um, but specifically for marijuana laws, now that it's legal, 
the parent or the caregiver or the foster parent can smoke marijuana all day around the kids. It doesn't matter. If it doesn't, I guess really there, this is what they said. If it doesn't impair how they care give. So as long as like them doing that doesn't like physically harm the child or they're not driving the child around smoking pot while they're driving the kid, there's nothing they'll do about it. Right. So they can have a party with 50 people over and they're all getting high and the state's not going to do anything about it. Yeah, so one of my researches um, in the state of Arizona specifically in 2016, there was thousands of reviewed um, reports of abuse and neglect of children. Um, this resulted in over 19,000 children being taken from their homes and put into foster care. So by you saying that they let the parents know that when DCFS is coming, I wonder if this is kind of like to avoid having to actually take the child and put them into foster care if needed, you know, to eliminate the amount of children in foster care. Yeah. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. I really don't know. I know that they want to really give whatever let in this instance, this child we have right now, his grandma has custody of him. His dad died. His mom is nowhere to be found. Um, He does have brothers that have taken him. He has been taken away from his grandma Mm -hmm. and placed in um, the care of like his uncles and brothers. I don't know who specifically, but it'll just be for like, let's say three days and then he's back. So I know they want to give that caregiver or who's ever in charge of them as like their legal guardian as many chances as possible um i don't know there's not enough foster families out there to take all the kids in right yeah Yeah, there's not enough at all so that's the other huge issue with it because the because the whole system is run so poorly it's not like thousands of people are banging down the doors to be foster parents because the kids are traumatized they have emotional problems, behavior issues. And then, you know, you're taking in these kids and you're, let's say you have them for three months and you get them, you know, into a routine and a great life. And then they're like, oh, we're going to take him back. He's going to his uncle's who lives in some slum, you know, three hours away. And there's nothing you can do. Right. So I think just probably the constant trauma of that as a as a foster parent, I don't know. I'm sure there's good situations. Um, but there's it's probably a lot of bad situations too. Yeah, I agree. Um and my last question is for you, this is kind of the reason why I chose to um pick the topic of foster care for my project is the fact that you could be 18 years of age to foster a child. And I think that this age is extremely young. Um, What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I personally don't know any 18 year old who would be fostering. Um, If you applied to be a foster parent, I can't imagine like it, 
maybe if it, I don't know, because you have to support yourself. The state is not giving you tons of money to take in a kid. Um, you know, you're buying the clothes, you're buying all the food. Um, I, yeah, I mean, if you were an extremely mature 18 year old woman, maybe like, I can't see a, a guy <laughs> applying for yeah, this yeah. and getting it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's very rare. I, your best option is if it's a family right? and they're generally not all the time, but it's generally a family who already has like one or two children. children. Right. And the mom's a stay at home mom and she's taking in usually just one child. Um, all the situations I've been in is always been one child that's in foster care um, because it's difficult to get like siblings together. Because a lot of families yeah. can't or won't take, you know, True. three or four kids at a time. So the fam- the they're split up. Yeah, I feel like maybe in the worst case scenario, like if an 18-year-old could would foster a child, it would mainly be for the financial aid that's given to them by the government for the child. And they would just take the money for themselves. And right, yeah. Yeah, they need an extent, like... From the research I did, there's this bill that's trying to be passed in Arizona right now. And that I just mentioned how an 18-year-old, you could be 18 years of age to foster a child. Or you have to go through, like, this extensive, like, background check, fingerprinting, and have, like, a certification in foster care or to foster a parent. I mean, to be a parent of a foster child. But I feel like since there's so many children that they don't care. Like, they wouldn't really care to do the background check and the fingerprinting that's needed because they just want these children to go somewhere because there's so many of them, which I think is also an issue. Yeah. I mean, they have to go through a process. I don't know the specifications of how to become a foster parent. There's probably trainings. Um, There's a whole bunch of things that go with it. And I've seen some videos and things and I know it's difficult. Like they'll call you at two in the morning you know, you have to go get these babies or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. But there's definitely, it's it's a horrible system. There's not enough caseworkers. They're overloaded. And it's, it's stressful. And they don't have enough people to then go check on all these foster families. Mm-hmm. There should be a weekly or every two weeks say, we're coming to your house, but we're not going to tell you when. Right. We're going to be interviewing the child either by phone or in person like every two weeks or every week or whatever it is. Yeah, there has to be a rigid system like where there would be like one caseworker for every five kids or something. But it's that's not how it's set up. Right. And it's it needs to be way bigger than it is because there's over like I think there's over like I think it's up to like 600,000 kids in foster yeah. care in, in foster America care, right I mean and those are the ones like once you're 18 you're done and you're on your own right so those kids could potentially need foster care and a place to live and it's like sorry you're 18 and you're done now so it's it's yeah it's not a good system it's set up um for failure and it needs a complete overhaul yeah i agree 
Um, well, that was my last question. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about foster care? Um, out here, I, I'm in a suburb. So I'm in a northwest suburb of Chicago. It's a very nice area. Um, the foster kids that we've had, the foster families have been awesome. Mm-hmm. It's two parent families, it's stay at home mom. Um, the one little boy got put, like I said, back in with, I don't know, I think it was like an uncle or something, but it was like a really yeah. like bad area, like a bad house. And I'm sure they're traumatized because you're going from like, yeah, here to there to there. Um, and one of the little girls was adopted by a family which was wonderful so there's it's like good and bad yeah Um, yeah it's just like yeah it's just kind of up in the air Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's wonderful if people can do it and if you got a if you get a good family right 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 that maybe you can adopt them down the line but they really the thing with foster families is they don't push for adoption and the main thing is i'm I'm gonna foster to take this kid and adopt him generally it's like no we're gonna try to get this kid back into someone in their biological family whether it's an uncle an aunt or whoever now of course like if nobody uh, if no one would want them and everyone says no then you probably have the option of adopting down the line Mm -hmm. for sure Okay. Well, it. thank you so much for coming <laughs> on my podcast and speaking of foster care. Um, I really appreciate it, and I hope people learn from this podcast. Yeah, you can look up a lot of stuff online too. Yeah, for sure about it and research it, and um, it's great. I mean, even if it's for older kids that are like in their late teens that might just need a stable house through high school. Mm-hmm. Um. The hardest part is kids who are already traumatized. Right. Um, and then by the age of four or five, it's kind of like, it's just, it's too far gone. That's mm-hmm. the, the other issue. But um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the older kids uh, would love a place to stay too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too, Mallory. Thanks. See you later. (laughs) Bye.